we uh, welcome into the program Jared Sandler from the uh, Texas Ranger Radio Network. Jared, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are y'all? Doing terrific. Just watching it rain here in in Central Texas. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, it's the way it goes. It's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got some rain over here in the Metroplex as well. So, uh, But you know what? Who ca- and I know they're out of town, but if it was raining while they're in town, we got a roof now. So who cares? Exactly. The no no more rain delays, anything like that. Although this year that we might be dealing with something of that nature tomorrow in Chicago, but uh, fingers crossed that's not the case. Hey, let's let's talk about this team, and I and I recognize it's a very 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 small sample size. But when you look at the where this club is, uh, it, it, you I think you have to start with the productivity you're getting with your starting pitching. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, it's funny because last year we went into the season super excited about the rotation. And, and, you know, I think on paper it perhaps was the best rotation the Rangers have had in franchise history entering a season. They just haven't had many good rotations, whether it's to begin the season or, you know, as the season unfolds. And uh, it just didn't work out that way at all. Uh, you got one inning from Corey Kluber. You really didn't get anything that good from Mike Miner, certainly not what you were expecting. And Lance Lynn was awesome, but uh, Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles were anything but. Uh, and, you know, you, you enter this season with Gibson and Lyles, two guys who weren't so good last year, no Lynn, no Miner, no Kluber, and some young guys. And, and you know, a guy like Mike fulton who uh, last he pitched in the big leagues, it was incredibly underwhelming, and Atlanta outrighted him. Uh, Kohei Arihara, who knows? You know, he's a a pitcher coming over from Japan and there was like fanfare about him. You know, it's just like a very under the radar acquisition. And these guys have all been uh, to varying degrees, pretty darn good, you know, led by, I, I think despite his opening day start, Kyle Gibson has really set the tone and uh, Dane Dunning who's pitching tonight. I mean, he allowed a run in his first inning. He hasn't allowed one since. And to me, He's the key uh, to this discussion. It's great that Kyle Gibson is pitching well, uh, and it's it's great that Jordan Lyles is, is looking a lot better this year, but it's all about the future. And those guys, in all likelihood, aren't going to be a part of the future. Their impact might last, but uh, you know, Kyle Gibson's probably not a Ranger when the Rangers next push for the playoffs. Uh, uh, you know, Jordan Lyles is a free agent at the end of this year. Who knows about Fultonevich and Arahara, but uh, Dane Dunning was acquired for Lance Lynn, uh, and you'd like to believe the guy you got for your Cy Young candidate pitcher uh, was going to be okay. And so far, Dane Dunning's been pretty good. He's got a tough test tonight. The, the White Sox are a pretty good offensive group. Uh, it's a club. I know he'd like to to do well against them. Regardless of what happens tonight, I think the early returns from Dane Dunning have been really positive. On the offensive side, uh, since the injury and the call-up, uh, Adolis Garcia, what an impact he's had on this club. Yeah, he, he's been fun. And, you know, I don't know what his future is. Uh, he's got, you know, a lot of guys who don't really settle in as big leaguers until Adolis's age really don't have a ton of tools. You know, maybe they had one tool and they just finally were able to get that one tool to elevate them to big league status. Adolis Garcia has all the tools. I mean, he can hit the ball a mile. He can run really fast. He can throw. I mean, he's got he's got everything except for strike zone discipline and plate awareness. And uh, that, you know, that is a, a death sentence for a lot of guys. You know, it's just really tough. You might have a good year or a couple good years as a big leaguer without 
you know, really having command of the strike zone, uh, it's tough to have sustained success. And, and heck, you know, look at Javi Baez. You know, a year ago he was on the cover of the MLB video game. He was, you know, considered one of the faces of baseball. And, uh, you know, now it's like people are wondering, do we want to touch this guy in free agency? Because he never walks. He strikes out more. He's, he's the one player in Major League Baseball who strikes out more frequently than pitchers have struck out when they have hit this year. And so, you know, all that said, Adolis Garcia was kind of going down that path, and that's why, despite all these tools, he's got incredibly limited major league opportunities. And he, this offseason, really worked with Luis Ortiz, the Rangers hitting coach. They made some adjustments. Uh, The Rangers ended up uh, taking him off the 40-man roster. 29 other teams had a chance to get him. They didn't. The Rangers brought him back. And I don't know if this is going to just be a, you know, 10 minutes of glory type of situation or if, you know, he is just a late bloomer or, you know, anywhere in between, but he's awfully fun to watch right now. And these are the types of guys that you want to get, uh, you know, opportunities in this type of a season. You know, if it doesn't work out, you move on, you, you go to the next guy, but what if you find something? And if you don't, it's at what cost? Nothing really. And Adolis Garcia is going to be fun to follow. Uh, and uh, hopefully this is a really cool story that lasts throughout the season. Again, early, but uh, Joey Gallo, one homer, but 20 walks. Now, is that because he's got better uh, – he's, he's being more patient at the plate, or is that because he's just flat not getting pitches to hit? Uh, probably, uh, I think, a combination. Um, you know, I, I try to do a little research on – uh, the, the pitches he's getting in comparison to the past years. And it was really tough to find anything definitive. You know, I'd say that his season thus far is perplexing uh, because on one hand, you know, he is not uh, a detriment to the team, despite the fact that he has one extra base hit all year. He's getting on base 45% of the time. That means 45% of his plate appearances, he is not recording one of the very, uh, precious three outs that you get each inning. I mean, that's significant. But if he ends the year with, uh, you know, limited extra base hit success, then you kind of, that's not really what you totally want out of him. The way, the best way I can kind of reconcile it right now, what I, what I certainly hope is that this is Joey Gallo's slumping. This is 2021 Joey Gallo slumping, a guy who's still productive. I don't think that, you know, every slump he has this year, he's going to get on base 45% of the time, but he clearly is not right at the plate in terms of driving the ball. He's hitting more ground balls, especially, and I got a video coming out here in a little bit. Breaking balls have given him a lot of problems as far as, you know, getting the barrel on him, a lot of weak contact there, but he's not allowing that, to infiltrate his his approach, and he's still remaining really disciplined. So, if this is what you get from Joey all year, you're never going to turn down 45, uh, 450 on base. But I think people would be a little frustrated if he's not providing that power. Uh, but it's a few weeks, and you know, I I think that you know, you give him some time. I actually uh, said today on a, on a different program he was going to hit a home run tonight. So hopefully, I don't look like a moron. Uh, but I think the extra base hit stuff's coming. Uh, but to me, the walk stuff is just another sign of his growth and his maturity. And I hope that maintains 
even as some of the, the slug comes back into his game. I, see, I was just curious, you know, guys in front of him, guys behind him, or, or, or you know, are teams electing to just say, you know what, I'd rather give him one base than four and, and, and pitching around him a little bit? Oh, no, I mean, there's listen, there's no question about it. If you look at this lineup, uh, the one guy who could kind of put the lineup on his back and, and be a guy who can hit 40 home runs in a season, and that's Joey. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that as teams – uh, especially late in games, uh, approach uh, you know approach those opportunities. Then you know that that is a thought. Uh, you know, particularly if the Rangers don't have someone behind him who really intimidates you. I mean, Adolis Garcia is going really well right now, and Nate Lowe's had a nice start to the season. But I don't think those guys are intimidating anyone. You know, what's always tough to know is uh, what the plan was versus what the execution was, because like. You know, the plan might be, hey, we're not giving Joey anything to hit, but we're going to just totally do the whole unintentional, intentional walk thing where you, like, literally throw nothing within the zip code. Uh, but what if you don't execute? What if you leave a pitch over the heart of the plate? And uh, so that, that stuff's, you know, always tough to kind of uh, reconcile. I, I, I'd say, like I said, I, I, I have the same thought that you do. Uh, I definitely think that that is going to be something that the, the results bear. Uh, as the season progresses that, you know, the quality of pitch he sees is going to be lower than in years past. So far, though, there's nothing conclusive in that direction. Uh, but, I, again, I, I think that might be really a sample size. And as the season goes on, uh, you're going to see more of that where Joey get opportunities. I'd say this, though, he hasn't capitalized on the opportunities he's gotten, particularly with fastballs. The, uh, the success, the production against fastballs is – as bad as it's ever been for him. I mean, again, small sample. I don't want to make it like it's like a, you know, doom and gloom here. But uh, if you look at his numbers, his production against fastballs this year compared to any of the other years he's been an everyday player, so take out 15 and I'm looking at 17 and beyond, uh, whether it's exit velocity, whether it's batting average, slugging percentage, some of these other, you know, beneath the surface numbers that are tough to really explain. None of it, not like not a single one is better than any of the other years. And so that's something if you want to watch for, hey, you know, what's a sign that maybe he's turning things around? Let's see how he does against fastballs because he's always been able to have success against fastballs. Uh, it just hasn't been that way so far this year. Jared, I know Willie Calhoun has been in the lineup. He's been getting some reps. How close is he to being 100%? And do y'all have an update on where Chris Davis is right now? Yeah, I think Chris Davis is probably a week away from being two weeks away. Uh, and, and what I mean by that, he's probably, you know, about a week away from uh, resuming baseball activity and then a couple weeks away from, from, you know, being an option. I don't think the Rangers are, like, in their, in their heads, in the front office's minds. I don't think they're, like, you know, wanting to press the fast forward button on that uh, because I don't know that there's, like, an obvious spot for him. Uh, you know, so uh, it will be interesting to see where he fits and, and who loses opportunities because of and how long of a leash Chris Davis has this year to produce, uh, you know, if he's going to be taking opportunities away from a younger guy. Uh, but I, I think we'll probably get some answers starting here in a few weeks. And with Willie, you know, I, I think he is, he's been a hundred percent for a while. I think his situation was unique in that he was probably a hundred percent on opening day, but he had gotten nothing in the way of, you know, reps and, and uh, really a very, very limited spring training. And if that's Joey Gallo, then he's your opening day right fielder. Just Joey figure it out. 
I, I think with Willie, they recognize this is his fifth season playing Major League Baseball. Not not his fifth full season. He's just barely now surpassed 162 games. But Willie is kind of in a position where they need to figure out whether he's a guy that's a part of their future or not. And he's not going to be really someone who's an asset defensively, not an asset on the bases. So he's got to really be an asset in the box. Like, it can't just be, hey, he's a little better than league average. Uh, because, you know, holistically, he's not, he's not helping you in any other area other than in the batter's box. And so I think with Willie, they, just, they, they wanted to slow play it. They wanted to give him some time to get his timing right because the hope and thought was, hey, when he comes up, we want to put him in a position to hit the ground running. We don't want him to, uh, you know, I'm getting off to a slow start because I'm just feeling my way, you know, out of this injury, whatever, because he doesn't have the skins on the wall to kind of back that up. You know, there's been a lot of excitement and hype uh, around Willie, and I think, you know, justifiably so. The guy's back is, is, you know, elite, and that's one of the things that excites you. But then if you look at the back of his baseball card, uh, you know, if you have a little kid and you're telling him, hey, Willie Calhoun's going to be awesome, he looks and he's like, huh, what? <laughs> you know, and, and so I think they just wanted to make sure that he was put in the best position to succeed from the start. So I think the, the health has been in a good place for a while. Now it's about maintaining the health and actually putting the results together over an extended period of time. Hey, Jerry, we appreciate it. We kept you a little longer than we normally do, but a great insight, and we, uh, we certainly do appreciate all the information on Ranger Baseball. We will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. That is uh, Jared Sandler.